Hey, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 7. And we're going to look at a portion of Scripture in which somebody was drastically and radically affected by the love of God and did some wild and crazy stuff in front of people and almost made a fool out of herself. And I love it. I love it. We're going to read it. And we're going to take a look at this passage of Scripture, Luke chapter 7, verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, Standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, because Jesus is God and actually knew what he was thinking, which is pretty awesome. Uh, beautiful for us, because God knows what we think. Amen? And he's still hanging out with us, and loves us. Amen? All right, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, so grateful for your word today. It's alive and it's active. And we need you to do surgical infusion and cutting into our very heart today. The hardness of our heart, the callousness of our heart, the apathy of our heart. We just need you to get in there and cut us up. Give us the heart that you have destined that we should have from the beginning a heart of love, a heart that realizes the, the, the deep sin and guilt that we were in, realizes the, the pain and suffering that you, our Savior and our Lord, suffered on the cross for us, that whenever we fall into sin, whenever we feel weak, we look to the cross of Jesus Christ, the pain, the suffering, the victory, the authority and the power that we have through Jesus Christ today to overcome and to love you with all that we are and everything that we have. We give you praise for this woman. We give you praise for what you did in her life. And we pray, oh Lord, that we can learn something today about 
how we can radically serve Jesus with love and forgiveness, knowing that we stand complete in him, that we are the righteousness of God, the declared righteousness of God from heaven over our hearts and lives. Because we are in Christ today, we stand as the very righteousness of God in Christ. And the devil would want to come and steal that and destroy that. But we say, no, no, no. We stand on the revelation and the declaration of God's word today that we are the righteousness of God because of what Christ has done for us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. And we give you praise. Amen and amen. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The Bible says that no, not one, not one is righteous. The Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says in John chapter 1 that if you don't believe God, you are condemned already. For light has come into the world. Amen. Jesus is that light. Jesus is the light of the world, and he's come into the world. We live in a world that uh, is trying to get rid of the guilt by just saying, talk to the hand, right? Talk to the hand. We see a world that is crazed with deprivation, reprobate, uh, filled with sin and, and degradation. Because of the fact, as Romans tells us, that we do not give thanks to God the way we should. We do not honor God as we, as we should. And because we suppress the truth of God in our hearts and lives and say, talk to the hand, don't talk to the heart, God leaves us to our own devices and intentions and turns us over to a reprobate mind where we begin to start worshiping created things and created imaginations in our heart and in our mind, striving in this culture and this society to find satisfaction and fulfillment. Friends, we see it all over the, the news. A man is not a woman and a woman is not a man. That's God's ordained creation. No doubt there are problems in mind and heart because of sin. It's us to speak the truth of God, amen? To allow the truth of God to change us from the inside out, to allow the, 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 the sin in our own heart, the deep, depraved sin that we know about when we lay our head down on the pillow and we say, God Almighty, I don't, I don't want anybody to understand what I'm going through, what I think, how I feel, the brokenness, the confession of sin cleanses you. First Peter, first John 1 and 1 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, the remission of sins, the canceling of the debt of sin that would have brought penalty is gone. Amen. It is finished. Jesus paid your price on the cross that the penalty of your sin is over. The wrath of God and the wrath of God upon ungodliness and unrighteousness is not your fate. Your fate is entrance into the very presence of God, that he accepts you, that he's, you've gained access into his presence, 
Like a daddy says, come on, kids, sit on my lap, is what God does for us. Because of Christ, he accepts us. A holy God accepting what was once a sinner, but now that sinner saved by grace. Amen? Oh, what a beautiful salvation. We have the salvation of grace in our hearts and in our lives. We live in a world where religiosity has destroyed a lot of stuff. Amen? When you go around the community and you talk about people and what they think of church, it's terrible. The Pharisee is a Pharisee. Pharisees had problems. They were bound to the tradition of men. They served God with their lips, but they did not serve God with their heart. Pharisee means separate. Made him feel good about his, his religiosity is that he shunned the broken. He shunned the lost. He shunned all those that needed grace, right? All those people that needed love. All those hippie freaks, right? In the 1970s. Remember those days, you, uh, you old folk? Back in the day, hippie freaks with no shoes coming into the church. Get them out of here. They're wrecking our thing we got going here, man. See, back in the day, when you went to church, you had to enter and then behave. We got a code of standard around here. You know what I'm saying? And if you behave, you can actually be a part of our family. God doesn't, doesn't work that way, amen? People believe. And because of the love that Christ has shed abroad in our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit, we shed that love around. And when they believe, they begin to belong, amen, in the family of God. They're accepted. They're loved on. This is what Steel City Church is all about, friends. We want to cast the religiosity and the religion and all that stuff that looks down on the sinner, looks down on the lost, looks down on the broken. And we want to get down there in the muck and the mire. Amen? Be with them and love on them. Show them the grace of the Lord Jesus. Why do we do that? Because Jesus did. Amen? I want you to think, as I speak these words, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. The God of, God of creation, who formed the cosmos and all that is out there, stepped off his throne. We sang it today, majesty. Left his majesty in his splendor to come down and be vulnerable to the human race. Suffer abuse, misunderstanding, misrepresentation. Die a cruel death so that we could live. The creator of the cosmos became our redeemer and our savior, the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. He is our God. Amen? Oh, man, that should excite us and that should move us where it stirs us on the inside. And we should want everything that we can get as resources and blessing and anointing from God. Every time that we have a prayer thing, we should stand up and say, God, I need you. Amen? Every time there's prayer up front, we should be a, a church that anticipates and expects God's move in our hearts, that if you have a, an ailment or a situation in your life, that when you give it over to God, the Bible says, Jesus said it, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Amen? You ask in my name. Oh, man. Taking my breath away. I got to start some cardio. All right, so the Pharisee, why did he invite Jesus in? Why did he invite Jesus? He knew. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just stupid. 
He knew he was going to get it. Amen? Oh, what I love about Jesus is he doesn't mess around. He gets right to the heart issues, doesn't he? And if you're doing church and you're coming in here every week and you want to mess around, forget it. The Spirit of God is going to talk to you. Get to your heart. Get to the heart issues. Amen? Because he wants to change you from the inside out where the newness of living for Jesus is all about, man. I grew up a pastor's kid. Back in the day, man, pastor's kids, they had to just perform. You had to make your daddy look good, man. And if you didn't, you had old ladies coming up and saying, Danny, you shouldn't wear sneakers on a Sunday night to church. And I would say, oh, really? Oh, I go back to my dad. He said, ah, wear your sneakers, which was really cool. These standards that we raise up of religion are hurtful, aren't they? Hurtful. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to speak to each of us, speak to our heart, and see how we look at people that are lost and broken. Have you ever looked at somebody and said, ah, they're too far gone? Jesus never did. I love the story of Samaria. Oh, yeah. Jesus blew the minds of his disciples, man. He went to meet a woman. A rabbi never met a woman alone. Not only did he meet a woman, but he he met an adulteress. Five times she was married, and the dude that she was with at this particular time was, they were not married. And here's the deal. Jesus said, I think it's King James Version, I like it. I must needs go through Samaria. Amen? I must needs go through Samaria. Listen, there was hostility. There was anger. There was the looking down of the Samaritans. They were half-breeds with the Assyrians. They weren't true Jewish Hebrews. And the Jews wouldn't even go through Samaria. They'd make the long trek around Samaria, filthy dogs. And then they'd come back into, from Judea, from Galilee into Judea. But how many times do we do that? We go out of our way not to touch broken people, right? We go go out of our way not to get sullied by the muck and the mire of human existence and the brokenness. I pray for my own heart that God uh, God would touch me and minister to me, that I would get down in the nitty gritty and the dirty dirty with people. And you know what? Your reputation. Are you that concerned about what people think of you in a religious sense? Man. All right, let's, go, let's get into this a little bit here, shall we? All right. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. He went into the Pharisee's house, took his place at the table. Behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner. Okay. Sinner. She was a prostitute. She was a whore. Let's get down to brass tacks. Jesus allowed this whore, this prostitute, to show the affection of grace that he gave to her back to him in such a way that was brutally wrong. Everybody in the house was shocked. 
the Pharisee. If this guy knew who she was, he wouldn't even let her touch him. And if he was a prophet, he would know. This is the beauty of our Savior today, guys. He's willing to be touched. Amen? He's willing for you to reach out and touch him. Touch the hem of his garment. Touch him. This beautiful illustration of the fact that she was forgiven so much that she literally came to pour ointment on his feet, but realized, oh, his feet hasn't even been cleaned. And because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, where tears of repentance and tears of reconciliation and tears of joy flowed from her eyes that actually washed the dirty feet of Jesus, and then she kissed his feet. That is reconciliation. That is the grace of the Lord Jesus. Now, the Bible says that to him who is forgiven much, they love much. And you might be sitting here and say, I'm no whore. I'm no prostitute. I'm way above that. Oh, really? You ain't nothing, okay? You're a sinner. And listen, only God knows the thoughts that go through your mind, the thoughts that go through my mind. And I tell you all the time, I'm a few decisions away from brokenness and sin and shame. But you know who keeps me? The grace of the Lord Jesus. That who keeps me. Not your willpower, not your education, not how much you know about the Bible, not how much you give. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're all sinners. And together, we lump arms and we run to Jesus, who gives us grace and mercy. Amen? Oh, what a Savior. What a Savior. So when we look at Jesus today, the Bible says that, man, if you look on a woman to look, lust, to look lustfully after, you've committed adultery in your heart. So guys, wake up. If you look at, a, uh, at somebody and hate them with anger, where you want to destroy them, as far as in God's book, you've already committed murder. So in God's book, I've committed adultery and I've committed murder. I need to get down to the feet of Jesus, amen, and touch him. I need him to change my heart and my life. Let's read this a little further. Standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, ho, ho. If this man was a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this was. Let me put on my glasses. For she is a sinner, and Jesus answered, said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Let's look over to 1 John 
chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Isn't that right, Ashley? In him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And guess what? The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen? Cleanses us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Have you said to God that you're a sinner and have fallen short of the grace of God and the glory of God, and you need him as Savior today, and you confess your sins? What happens is, John chapter 3, all of a sudden our spirit is born again, born into the kingdom of God where we begin to see things with a different perspective and a different perception, right? Before, we used to walk by sight. Now, we walk by faith, amen? Because what we're seeing in our culture today by sight is absolutely nuts. You listen to the, to the, uh, you listen to the news, you want to go up on the roof and jump off. It's bad. It's bad. But then you raise your eyes to our Savior. We look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and we see kingdom perspective, that he will reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. And he understands what's going on in our culture. He's under, he understands what's going on in our, in our world. He understands what's going on in your heart and in your life today. And he wants to give grace. This is... a. Uh, if we confess our sins, his faithfulness and his justice takes over on our behalf and he forgives us. Remission of sins, the canceling of the debt. How many of you have recently paid off a credit card? All right. I see those hands. Amen. It's a good feeling, isn't it? When you pay off, because those lousy credit card people, ooh, they get you, don't they? The interest, they're serpents, that's right. We had a debt of sin that was on our account. And every day the interest grew because of the fact that we sin every day, we fall short, we're weak. Jesus came in and paid that debt once and for all and forgave us of that debt. Isn't that something? I owed a debt I could not pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. Oh, man. Let's turn over to Colossians chapter 2. We are alive in Christ. Amen? Amen. We are alive, people. Amen? We're alive. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> All right, Colossians chapter 2. Chloe, I like when you sit up here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you. Brave soul. Amen? Daryl, you too. Thank you. All right, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Therefore, what in the world is that therefore? 
Paul's prayer, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Amen in whom are all hidden the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Amen? This word walk speaks about your character, speaks about your conduct. It speaks about your conversation. That now you once used to work, walk in, the, in the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Now you're walking a different walk. You got a new swagger going. Amen? It's the swagger of the Holy Spirit that you're walking in the fullness and the life of Jesus Christ. So walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving, overflowing with thanksgiving, being extravagant with thanksgiving at all times. Amen? Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elementary spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. We see all over our, our city, all over our nation, all over the world, that people are being t- taken captive by the philosophy and empty deceit that the enemy is dishing out to this world. The elementary spirits or the elementary principles of the world are not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. You've been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. Amen? You have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also... You were circumcised. You were cut. You were slashed. You were pierced with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. See, when Christ has come into your heart, like I said before, he does this surgical stuff on our heart. Amen? He slashes. He cuts. He pierces away the sinful nature so that the Holy Spirit can bring on the new life that he has for us in Christ. You were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Here it is again by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Oh, man. Then he set aside that this he set aside, nailing it to the cross, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. You see, the enemy wants to keep you in a mindset of shame, a mindset of guilt. Isn't it true? Oh, you're never good enough. Look what you did over here. You fell. And what happens as we keep listening to him, all of a sudden shame becomes our identity. And we walk in this identity of never feeling like we measure up in God's eyes. And that is from the pit of hell. Amen? Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you can still stay in your shame and your guilt as a believer in Christ. He wants you to be transformed. And this this verse is awesome. He set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities. This is a picture of King Jesus as our champion. 
going into enemy territory. Amen? Disarming all the, the enemy, all the plots and strategies of the enemy, and bringing them back and showing them to us so that we could shame them. See what I'm saying? Look at this. He set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed rulers and authorities, put them to open shame by triumphing over them. It's a picture of a king coming back from battle. And when he comes back from battle, he has all the spoil. He's got all the plunder. The people gather. They're in celebration. The king is victorious. Amen. And as he walks and plows on through the streets, he has the captives that he's taken. He has the 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 armies that he's taken. He has the enemy that he has taken. And he, he moves throughout the street. And the people are celebrating because Jesus, Jesus, the king, has put these principalities and powers and rulers in open shame. Shame on them, amen? Not shame on us. Shame has been victoriously stripped from our hearts and in our lives. How, how has it happened? He cleanses us. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed us from every sin. Every sin. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, here's the thing. Have you been forgiven? Have you really been forgiven? That if you died right now, you would not suffer the penalty of sin, which is the wrath and judgment of God, upon you to cast you away from his presence forever and ever. He doesn't do the casting. We do. Your sins are forgiven. He's faithful and just. Then he cleanses us. He washes us. What he wants to do today, he's, he wants to wash all the shame and the guilt of the past, all the things that have been spoken into your heart and life that brings you shame and guilt and is in direct opposition to the kingdom of God in your heart and life. He wants to come against that and deliver you, amen, and set you free. He wants to rip that thing right out of your heart and place in your heart this newfound grace and love for the master and an authority and a power that you've never, ever had in your life to live this Christian life with power, amen? Yeah, there'll be times when you're weak and when you fall. There'll be times when you're anxious, but you know what? We come to the feet of Jesus and we lay our love on him, amen? We cry the tears of repentance. We cry the tears of joy. We sit at the feet of Jesus and Jesus embraces us and he says, you know what? You're going to make it because I believe in you and I died for you. Oh, man, if the church can get a hold of this, amen? That every promise in the book is, is ours, how he feels about us and how he thinks about us. Oh, man. I've told you this before, guys. Maybe it's getting old. I'll tell you again. I had a stuttering problem in school, man. I don't stutter anymore, amen? I might have a nasal twang from Long Island, but that's okay. All right? Listen, fantastic. Listen. Guys, the church of Jesus Christ has this revelation given to us by the power of the Holy Spirit is that the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. Amen? Oh, man, that's exciting. And here's the thing. You never see gates flopping around running after people, do you? Oh, no, 
oh, the gates are coming. No. Gates in the Old Testament were where the leaders of the city met. They strategized. They talked about how they'll rule and reign over the city. And you know there's demons that are meeting, talking about your life, how they'll strategize to come against you, how they'll strategize to bring um, shame and guilt into your life. And guess what? We know those strategies will never, ever last. Because we take captive every thought, and we bring it into submission and obedience to the knowledge of Christ in our heart and in our life. What are you thinking today that's screwing you up in your mind and in your heart? What are you thinking today that is not proper for a child of God to be thinking and you keep meditating on it? How about we strip that from your heart and life, amen? And you begin to think about what Christ thinks of you, what he says about your life, walking in the power and authority that God won on the cross when he died and said, it is finished, went to heaven and said, I'm glorified now, Holy Spirit, Tag team, baby, now it's your job, amen? And the Holy Spirit comes now. He's our counselor. He's our comforter. He's our helper. He's our friend. He is the spirit of truth. Why would we let anything into our hearts and minds that keep us from the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Is there something that you need to be delivered from today? It could be anything. It could be laziness. It could be apathy. It could be a hardness of heart. It could be anything. It could be pornography. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be anything that the enemy is throwing at you to deter you from the loving affection of our, of our God upon our hearts and lives, his embrace upon us. Nothing between my soul or the Savior today. Whatever's between you and the Savior, it's time to kill that thing. Amen? Put that off so that you can put on the robes of righteousness that Christ has for us and allow him to conform us to his image, allow him to transform us like this woman that was so transformed, her mindset was changed. No longer was her identity wrapped in her prostitution and whoredom. It was wrapped up in the love and grace of Jesus Christ. She got up from that beautiful anointing of Jesus, changed and transformed, amen? Changed and transformed. How is God going to transform you today? Before you walk out that door, God wants to do something in your heart and mind. Do you, you understand that today? We don't gather here for, you know, social club. It's nice seeing everybody. It's wonderful. We gather here as a church, the body of Christ, the family of God, to allow God to minister to us individually and jointly, corporately, as the wonderful, wonderful body of Christ. What does he want to do in you? What does he want to do in us? What does he want to do in me today so that I would fully understand the grace that he's given to me? With my tears, I will sit at the feet of Jesus. With my precious ointment, my prized possession, I'll pour out at the feet of Jesus and say, God, take my heart, take my love, take everything that I am. I give you my most prized possession today which is my heart. We need to turn our hearts over to the Lord today. Feel the deliverance that Jesus gives. Amen? And God is, uh, God is working in our hearts and in our lives. 
and he wants to do some transformation. He wants to do some change. Amen? Maybe there's just a bunch of religiosity in your heart and life that you got to strip from yourself. you got to get rid of, man. If you're looking down on people because of who and what they are, shame on you. Cast that shame onto Jesus, for he endured the cross, scorning the shame for us so that we might live free. Amen? God wants to minister through you today. Bring a new revelation of himself. Guess what? So that you could shed the love of God abroad to other people today. Let's worship the Lord today and seal this deal in Jesus' name.